a methodology and an instrument for a temperature-controlled optimization of crystal growth. An article by Budoyova Spano, Kusak and others from EMBL Grenoble Eustation, Grenoble, France, Biological Crystallography, 2006. A method and a device for the promotion of crystal growth by keeping the crystallization solution metastable during the growth process are described. This is achieved by controlled temperature variation of the crystallization solution using parameters determined in situ during the growth process. The technique finds application in the growth of large high-quality crystals for neutron crystallography. Thus, it has been applied to grow large crystals of several proteins of interest such as human gamma crystalline E, PA2L lectin from Pseudomus originosa, yeast and organic pyrophosphatase, urate oxidase from Aspergillus flavus and human carbonic anhydrase, too. Introduction Understanding how macromolecules function benefits enormously from knowledge of their structure at the atomic level. The fields of X-ray and neutron crystallography utilize the diffraction from crystals to determine the precise arrangement of atoms within the macromolecule. Wise X-ray crystallography is by far the most frequently employed. The two crystallographic methods are complementary, reflecting different physical nature of the interaction of either X-rays or neutrons with atoms. This is the most evident upon consideration of the visibility of each atoms using the two techniques. X-ray structures at medium resolution do not contain any information on the position of each atoms within an enzyme-active site. For example, whereas neutron structures emanation at a similar resolution can reveal critical proteins or hydrogen bonding networks, thus providing novel insights into the enzyme catalytic mechanism. Both techniques are clearly dependent on the availability of suitable single crystals of good quality, and obtaining these still remains an important bottleneck in biomacromolecular crystallography. Whilst the development of third-generation synchrotron sources has allowed X-ray protein structures to be solved from crystals of a few micrometers in their smallest dimensions, a major harder to neutron protein crystallography is that unusually voluminous crystals are required to compensate for the weak flux of the available neutron sources. However, if the protein is fully perduriated, all hydrogen replaced by deuterium, the required crystal volume can be considerably reduced. This is because perduration significantly reduces the large incoherent scattering background of hydrogen and can thus provide a large gain in the signal-to-noise ratio of the fracture images. In addition, hydrogen-deuterium exchange alters the physical chemical properties of protein solutions and can affect the crystallization process in a significantly way. Indeed, understanding the solubility and phase behavior of proteins is an essential part of the crystallization process. The growth of crystals from a protein solution requires the existence of a phase transition, which allows the protein state to be manipulated between at least two thermodynamic phases, soluble and crystalline. 
crystallinucleation and growth arise on the boundary between these two phases and are governed by a subtle effect in physical chemistry. Here we describe a method and a device that allow the manipulation of the thermodynamics as well as the kinetics on the crystallization process, taking advantage of generic features of the phase diagram. The novelty in our approach is the combined use of temperature control and seeding to drive the process of the crystallization of biomacromolecules, both of which techniques individually represent powerful tools for the separation of nucleation and growth. We have constructed a device that enables the phase diagram to be investigated, the nucleation and crystal growth of biological macromolecules to be controlled, and the solubility of seeded HT lapeled biological macromolecule crystals to be manipulated by controlled temperature changes. Thus, the device allows the determination of the favorable zone of the phase diagram required for the optimized growth of crystals and can prove crystal volume and quality. The main part of this device is a custom-built multi-well temperature-controlled apparatus for crystallization. This assembly can be coupled to many types of inverted optical microscope thus combining in-situ observation, image acquisition and processing by real-time and accurately controlled temperature variation. Furthermore, the crystals can be easily harvested from the device. We demonstrate here the effectiveness of both the method and the device with a panel of protein systems chosen for their research interest, rather than typical model proteins. Experimental methods, crystallization protocols. The proteins used in this study perdurated human carbonic anhydrase 2, perdurated yeast and organic pyrophosphatase, perdurated human gamma crystalline A, and perdurated PA2L lectin from Pseudomoses originosa were produced and purified following established protocols. Recombinant hydrogenated urate oxidase from Aspergillus flavus expressed in Saccharomyces cerevisiae was supplied and purified by Sanovi Aventis. A purine type inhibitor 8 axaxanthin and the buffer salts, PEGs, and additives used in this study were purchased from Sigma Aldrich. Prior to dissolution, the proper amounts of salts, PEGs, buffers and additives were dissolved in heavy water to obtain solutions with the concentrations required for crystallization. The PED of the buffers was adjusted with sodium OD and D chloride. According to the formula PD equal pH means plus 0.3314 Ni plus 0.0766 n square, where n equal percentage of deuterium. All the solutions were filtered through 0.22 micrometer millipore filters. In all the crystal growth experiments, initial crystallization mixtures were obtained using batch and or dialysis techniques. Before starting the experiments, crystallization mixtures were centrifuged and filtered to remove all solid particles. Finally, some of the crystallization mixtures intended for large crystal growth experiments were incubated under oil in order to prevent evaporation occurring at higher temperatures. Details of the biological function 
psychochemical properties increase the growth conditions of the proteins studied here are provided in Table 1. Investigation of the phase diagram The phase diagram was investigated by seeding a protein solution in previously established crystallization conditions. The seeds were observed through a microscope while temperature was adjusted to slightly above or below the initial temperature. Upon temperature change, the following alternative events can be observed. 1. The seeds grow when no spontaneous nucleation is observed. This corresponds to the metastable zone, where the supersaturation level is too low for nucleation, so that no new crystals form in any reasonable amount of time. 2. The seeds dissolve. This corresponds to the zone of undersaturation. In order to detect the undersaturation metastable boundary, the temperature should be varied to increase the supersaturation until the dissolution of seeds is stopped and saturation and crystal growth are attained. 3. The seeds grow and further nuclei form in the crystallization solution. This corresponds to the zone of spontaneous nucleation, where the supersaturation is large enough that spontaneous nucleation is observable. In order to detect the nucleation metastable boundary, the temperature should be varied to decrease the supersaturation until the formation of new nuclei is stopped and the growth of seeds is maintained. 4. Disordered structures such as aggregates or precipitates form which may prevent the growth of seeded crystallites as well as the formation of new nuclei. This corresponds to the precipitation zone where the supersaturation is so large that aggregates and precipitates form faster than crystals. For all the protein systems studied here, we could demonstrate the reversibility of the formation of these precipitates by the dissolution after decreasing the supersaturation level using temperature as a variable under the studied crystallization conditions. All these zones are illustrated schematically for the case of direct protein solubility, even though the division into zones is qualitative. The different behaviors serve as a guide when searching for the appropriate conditions to produce and grow crystals. During this process, NC2 observations need to be carried out regularly and at intervals of time of between a few seconds and several days. For example, protein denaturation and crystal dissolution, as well as the formation of aggregates or new nuclei, could be observed immediately or quickly, typically in a few seconds to a few tenths of minutes. In contrast, the time scale needed to observe crystal growth typically ranges from a few minutes to a few hours. When the equilibrium state between the crystal and the solution is approached, no significant difference in crystal size is observed over a few days. Figure 2 show a series of photographs taken to detect the boundaries of the metastable zone in the case of perdurated human gamma crystalline E in the temperature range 303-323 Kelvin. On the other hand, figure 1 illustrates the crystal growth of hydrogenated recombinant urate oxidase complexed with 8-azaxanthane in a more conventional temperature range. Solubility measurements 
since the three zones inside the supersaturation region are related to kinetic phenomena, the boundaries between these zones are less well defined than the solubility curve, which is unambiguously defined as equilibrium between the solution and the crystal. Since the crystal solution equilibrium is significantly altered by hydrogen deuterium exchange, it's helpful to separately measure the protein solubility curve under deuterated crystallization conditions before attempting crystal growth. The determination of the solubility curve is carried out by direct measurement of the protein concentration at the crystal solution equilibrium at a given temperature. It is performed by seeding a supersaturated or undersaturated protein solution with crushed microcrystals. At the seeded crystal growth or dissolve, the protein concentration is monitored and determined regularly by removing aliquots and measuring the absorbance by spectrophotometry at 280 nm. When the concentration of the solution reaches a constant value, the system has reached equilibrium and the final protein concentration in solution corresponds to solubility. It typically takes between a couple of days and about a week, depending on the volume of the seeding solution, to measure a point on the solubility curve. An example of a solubility curve measured as a function of temperature in the case of hydrogenated recombinant urate oxidase complex with 8-hexaxanthine in the presence of deuterium is shown in figure 1. In order to demonstrate the effects of deuterium on the equilibrium between the solution and the crystal, the urate oxidase solubility measured at different temperatures in deuterium was compared with the values measured in water. As observed previously, we find that the solubility of urate oxidase in deuterium oxide is significantly lower than that in H2O, corresponding to a shift of approximately 7.2 Kelvin. Crystal growth process. The principle of the method of promoting crystal growth is schematized in figure one. The crystallization solution is seeded with protein crystals at some point in the metastable zone or on the solubility curve. Crystals, usually 5 to 50 micrometer in size for macro seeding, can be nucleated in the apparatus or by any other technique, for example, by the hanging drop method. By using only one seed, the size of the seed increases during growth, and the result is a single large crystal. The crystal growth of the seeds is maintained inside the metastable zone for as long as possible with the aid of temperature variations just after the crystal growth equilibrium is achieved. An example of the crystal growth process is illustrated by hydrogenated recombinant urate oxidase complex with 8-exasanthane in the presence of deuterium oxide. The growth process for a protein crystal starts at a temperature where the protein crystal is still thermally stable. In the first step, the growth temperature is initially kept stable, typically for a week. In fact, the same depends on the volume of crystallization solution. If lower crystallization volumes are used, shorter times are required. The process of crystal growth stopped at a certain point, defined as the point of which the size of the crystal does not change any further owing to equilibrium between the protein solution and crystal. This is determined by taking photographs of the crystal approximately every 20-30 minutes when crystal growth is starting 
and every two or three hours when crystal growth is ending and comparing the size of the crystal using image processing software. The temperature is then adjusted in a second step to a temperature value that is estimated to be still within the metastable zone, for example 293 Kelvin, and growth of the crystal starts. The rate of change of temperature is typically 5 Kelvin per hour. The temperature is then held constant until equilibrium conditions are re-established and the crystal grows to a new size. The process corresponding to equilibrium state at 293 Kelvin is shown in supplementary movie 2. The steps are repeated until crystals with a size of about 1 mm suitable for neutron crystallography are obtained. To obtain crystals with this size may take as long as 2 months because of the large crystallization volumes required. The temperature chosen for crystal growth depends on the type of protein used, as different proteins are less stable or denature above different specific temperatures. Description of the apparatus A complete semi-automated protein crystal growth system for investigation of the phase diagram and controlled crystal growth is shown in supplementary figure 1. It includes an inverted Leica DMIRBHC microscope, a Leica DFC 280 digital video camera, a computer, and a PID electronic temperature controller, and a crystal growth apparatus produced in house. The crystal growth apparatus, which is incorporated under the stage of the microscope, is shown in this assembled figure 5A and assembled in figure 5B. The crystallization solution is poured into a specifically designed core cell with an optical bottom covered with a quartz airtight cap which is attached to a breast support incorporating a single well or several wells. The apparatus with several wells has a versatile circular carousel with a diameter of 8 cm equipped with 48-25 microliter tubes maintained at the same temperature. The rotation and translation of the carousel are monitorized. The accessible temperature range is from 233 to 353 Kelvin, with the temperature controlled by Peltier elements to an accuracy of 0.1 Kelvin. The cooling system of the Peltier elements helps to improve temperature regulation. In order to prevent condensation, particularly at low temperature, a circuit of dry air is included. The microscope adapter allows the crystal growth apparatus to be mounted on the microscope table in such a way that by rotating the carousel, the digital video camera of the microscope can view different wells. The computer is equipped with the software program Leica IM500, which allows visualization and measurement of crystals, image acquisition, processing and storage. The temperature is controlled by a program developed in-house and written by LabVIEW, which allows step-by-step gradient or custom temperature variation. The temperature controller, as well as the corresponding software, was conceived to simultaneously control two crystal growth experiments. In this way, one can work simultaneously on two different temperatures, for example, to facilitate the extraction of protein crystals after growth without causing any mechanical damage to the protein crystal, a micromanipulator has been added to the apparatus. The pivoting arm 
the micromanipulator holds the quartz capillary to be used for harvesting the crystal and is attached to the cable of the microscope. The tubic system was adapted to permit manipulation of the protein crystals. It includes a plastic syringe, a tube and a metallic spring. The main part of the micromanipulator, the digital box with joysticks, enables the quartz capillary to be displaced inside the quartz cell containing the crystallization solution and the crystals with a position of about 40 nanometer long each of the three axes. A light guide is added to improve the visualization of the top surface of the quartz capillary on the computer screen during the process of positioning and harvesting the crystal. Micromanipulation, removal and addition of periodurated PA2 well lactin crystals, as well as positioning the top of the capillary and the crystallization solution, as shown in supplementary movie 3, 4, and 5, respectively. Discussion Whilst the X ray structures of perdurated and hydrogenated proteins are essentially indistinguishable at near atomic resolution, suitable differences in the physical chemical properties of deuterium oxide and H2O affect protein solvent and protein protein interactions, enhance protein solubility in a significant way. For instance, it has been suggested that. Strong attractive protein-protein interactions in deuterium oxide result from an enhanced hydrophobic effect in heavy water compared with light water. This suggests that the growth of large macromolecular crystals suitable for nutrient diffraction analysis should benefit from a systematic study of the phase diagram under deuterated crystallization conditions. For instance, it has been found that lysozyme BPTI and alpha amylase have a lower solubility in deuterium oxide than H2O, and our solubility measurements with hydrogenated recombinant urate oxidase complex with 8 axaxanthin show the same tendency. The solubility of a macromolecule is a well defined thermodynamic concept. At any concentration of the crystallizing agents, a corresponding concentration of macromolecule is in equilibrium with the solid phase. In principle, any thermodynamic pathway leading from undersaturation to supersaturation should lead to crystallization. Supersaturation is a driving force for the nucleation growth process. However, thermodynamics only indicate that process is energetically favorable. They say nothing about how quick successive all competing processes will take place. Thus, efforts to control crystallization must be guided by an understanding of the thermodynamics as well as kinetics of these non-equilibrium process. There are variety of schemes that manipulate the kinetics of the crystallization process and take advantage of generic features of phase diagrams. Phase diagram analysis a more active control of crystallization at the microscopic level have been used previously to obtain crystals suitable for nutrient diffraction experiments. These authors have developed an apparatus based on a novel dialysis method along the investigation of the two-dimensional phase diagram representing the protein versus precipitant concentration 
and this device the protein solution is separated from the precipitant solution by a dialysis membrane. The protein volume is then systematically varied and controlled by a syringe. The advantage of this technique is that any combination of proteins and precipitant concentrations can be surveyed in a systematic manner and the total quantity of protein remains constant during the entire process of phase diagram investigations. The disadvantage is that as the concentration of precipitant varies, the technique requires the exchange of the crystallization solution in the reservoir. In comparison, the main advantage of the method described here is that the protein volume and concentration, as well as the precipitant volume and concentration remain constant during the entire process of phase diagram investigation and crystal growth. The only variable in our system is the temperature, which is often ignored as an optimization variable and always poorly controlled. The novelty in our scheme is the combined use of the temperature control and shading to drive the process of the crystallization of biomicromolecules techniques which both individually represent powerful tools for the separation of nucleation and growth. Shading is a powerful tool for controlled crystal growth in which previously nucleated crystals are introduced into a crystallization solution equilibrated at lower levels of supersaturation thus favoring slow-ordered growth of large crystals. Seeding has been critical for obtaining diffraction-quality crystals for many structures. On the other hand, there are several reasons to choose temperature as a crystallization parameter. Temperature is an important variable in biological micromolecule and small molecule crystallization. Temperature change can provide precise, quick and reversible control of the relative supersaturation levels of crystalline solutions. Temperature control is non-invasive and can be used to manipulate sample solubility and crystallization without altering reagent formulation. Temperature governs the balance between enthalpy and entropy effects on free energy, which are typically comparable in magnitude. Depending on whether crystallization is entropy-driven or entropy-driven, proteins may become either more soluble at higher temperature, direct solubility, or less soluble at higher temperature, reverse solubility. Temperature influences nucleation and crystal growth by affecting the solubility and supersaturation of the sample and can be used to carefully manipulate crystal nucleation and crystal growth. Temperature can affect different phases and growth mechanisms and then introduce solution-mediated phase transition. On the other hand, temperature also affects the quantity, size and quality of the crystals. It can be used to dissolve smaller crystals for the benefit of larger ones. By analogy with what is known from the small molecule field, is Oswald reopening mechanisms was proposed to account for this phenomenon. In contrast to phase transitions, it concerns only crystals of the same composition and structure, i.e. crystals on the same phase. Figure 2 and supplementary movie 1 illustrate one example of Oswald ripening introduced by temperature fluctuations in the case of perdurated human gamma crystalline A. Finally, temperature can also be used to etch or partially dissolve and then grow back the crystal in an attempt to improve the crystal volume and the quality demonstrated for neutron diffraction experiments. With hydrogenated recombinant urate oxidase, 
complex with eight azaxanthin and with perdutriated yeast inorganic pyrophosphatase. The case of perdutriated human carbonic anhydrase 2 suggests that our technique can in certain circumstances be of use in optimization of crystal growth even for X-ray diffraction experiments. Indeed, where larger crystals of equally high quality are grown, they provide certain advantages for X-ray diffraction. They are easier to handle, diffract more strongly and can be useful in overcoming the problem of radiation damage since fresh volumes in the same crystal can consequently be exposed. Another source of interest in the growth of large single crystals of X-ray crystallography is the fact that the size of the macromolecules under study has increased steadily over recent years and crystals of large assemblies are more frequently obtained but have weaker diffraction power owing to their larger unit cell size and high solvent content. Finally, although high throughput crystallization methods can produce initial crystallization conditions, in many cases the most interesting macromolecules can be challenging to crystallize into suitable single crystals, owing to twinning or other crystal defect problems. Another suggestion is to test this technique in the future for protein systems that are very difficult to crystallize, such as membrane proteins. Temperature has been shown to be an important parameter in the phase behavior of detergent solutions as well as detergent monoline mixtures during membrane protein crystallization. Finally, our proposed technique also offers interesting possibilities for small molecule crystallization in the pharmaceutical industry, where the avoidance of polymorphisms can become critical. Temperature has been shown to be an efficient variable to favor obtaining a given polymorph. Conclusions Here we propose a novel method and apparatus that finds application in the growth of large high-quality crystals for neutron crystallography. It allows the manipulation of the thermodynamics as well as the kinetics of the crystallization process taking advantage of genetic features of the phase diagram. Knowledge of the phase diagram and the ability to control the temperature to drive the process of the crystallization of biomacromolecules allows us to tailor crystallization experiments to search for conditions that lead to crystals of a desired crystalline form, quality and size. The promotion of crystal growth is obtained by keeping the crystallization solution metastable during the process of crystal growth. This is achieved by regulating the temperature of the crystallization solution using control parameters determined in situ during the growth process. The technique has been used to grow large crystals for neutron diffraction experiments of several proteins of interest. The present work provides additional evidence that the crystallization of biological macromolecules proceeds by mechanisms similar to those involved in the crystallization of small molecules. From a practical point of view, we propose here an alternative and efficient way to obtain large high-quality biological macromolecular crystals. In addition, this work contributes to the development of automated crystal growth optimization methods that should help to remove the main bottleneck in the application of neutron crystallography to structure biology. Thank you for listening. Other pub reading podcasts 
are available on other podcast platforms. Follow me on Twitter and let's connect.